Hello, guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things off the pitch, on the pitch. Oh, sorry. I meant all things on the pitch, off the pitch. You said we start with off the pitch first because we don't care about what's happening on the pitch. Right. <laughs> the drama's better. Well, uh, welcome to the official uh, start of uh, the football season, at least for most leagues. What a boring start of the season. Oh, really you thought boring. it was boring? Oh, super boring. I watched the PSG versus uh, Lorient game and Bayern, Le- RB Leipzig, they both sucked. Well, mainly PSG was well, very PSG boring. Well, PSG sucked. So PSG was like the uh, Enrique's, uh, how like Spain played in, in, in the World Cup. It was very similar. It was like that boring switching sides from one side to the other. The boring, non-lethal Barcelona and Man City So you, re- you think you re- already see the footprints of yeah, Luis Enrique in, in I the do. way they play? And, and, and okay. Hakimi sucked. And there was... Uh, honestly, they had a lot of uh, players that were not there. So, granted, Asensio was not great. Although, like, they were... And, Kimbepe was not there. Verratti they, was not there. Why did they choose... Why were they so keen on getting Ramos? Because uh, he's like... He's not bad, like as a striker, right? He was not bad. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's not bad. He's like a he who was the Benfica. Yeah, right. and he 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 basically uh, became popular, I think, during the World Cup. So I think he's a good um, sign. He definitely didn't really contribute this game. I know he didn't. It was it was really boring. Maybe they were not as bad defensively or as sloppy, but you can already uh, see uh, offensively that Messi and Neymar. Especially Messi and Mbappe, they're gonna really leave their, leave their um, footprint if they if they leave. Well, if Mbappe leaves, and maybe he's already. It seems like he's negotiating to say at least this year. So I don't he's know. already back in the first team. So. <laughs> so tired of him. Bayern quickly, they suck. They really really suck. I think the Barcelona team, the current Barcelona team, can beat them. They really not organized. They miss a lot. This Coman guy is not great. Uh, what else? Like there, I have nothing positive to say about that team. Uh, again, Masrawi with another handball, as he did last year in an important game. Uh, quite embarrassing. And especially the Bar- this Barcelona team that was able to finally sign all their players. To uh, sorry, register, register all their players. So Abde is officially a player. Gondugan is also officially a player. player so right. a lot of players are officially because they sold another piece of Barcelona as... And honestly, now that it makes sense, because I was reading a bunch of articles and all these, um, like, proliferation of PE ownership of clubs specifically came after COVID. A lot of it. That's why it increased, because all these clubs were in dire financial situations, so they wanted someone to come buy them out. It's the same mm. thing with Barcelona. Not a great financial situation. They get more and more people to buy them out. And a Got lot it. of PEs were, or private equity specifically, were in, 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 the, in the league. The French league. But let's go back to Bayern. I think the current Barcelona team can beat them. They're not great. I don't know if you watched the game, but I was I watched bits of it when you were watching it. Uh, yeah, like you said, there's nothing too positive to see what Tuchel is doing right now. I, just, I think they have a bunch of players who are a bit overrated. Afonso Davies, Komen. I think you mentioned him, right? Yeah. I do. Even Musiala is not doing much. Like he tries. Musiala is still young. He tries and tries, and like there is no, like nobody's able to score. So can we talk about the elephant in the room now that you said nobody's able to score? So Kane, Kane arrived at Bayern yesterday. Mm. Probably even less than twenty-four hours. He did his training and then was on the bench for this game and then got subbed in. I think that's really soon to be playing a game and especially yeah I understand like it's not I mean, that's not really so like look at Chelsea would draw Felix last but that's, week that's, that's really desperate last though. year yeah they that's, were that's, very that's desperate. desperate and and Kane so Kane came with a 100 million euro bid which 
to be honest, for all that Kane can bring and do compared to all the other players that have been sold and bought for 100 million euros, it's a good deal, relatively speaking, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it this went on forever because I don't know which camp was acting in bad faith. I would want to say it's probably Daniel Levy's camp. But this was the fourth bid that was finally accepted. And he's on a 400,000 pound per week salary, which is pretty high. And it's four years, right? That's more than, that's close to 20 million probably. Yeah. And yeah, and, the, and he is now going to be officially the most expensive player to ever go to Germany, by the way. And most expensive mm-hmm. player Bayern has ever bought. I, I do think they need him because it's the yeah, same Bayern exactly. that I watched end of last year that barely won the Bundesliga. It's not looking good for them. It could be because Tuchel is not great. And he's not. I think it's partly him as well. No, no, but I, but I do think that they, they weren't. You could see, see from that game that they weren't used to having like a number nine, like a cane there, because mm-hmm. they weren't passing. To no, him. but even before, yeah, yeah, when he got in, like yeah. he barely received, like got the ball. Exactly. Right, and then before they were not playing great. Pavar is leaving. I think almost certainly. To United. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, it's gonna give more of an opportunity for Masrawi to play. I don't think he's bad. It's just that I think the overall team is not good. When the overall team is bad. It look you, you can't look like a good player. It's very rare for you to look. If you're not Messi or some amazing player that changes the game, it's very hard. But as it stands, like honestly, it's not. A lot of teams don't look great, and we're gonna talk about Arsenal and about the Premier League, PSG, Bayern. They don't look good. Uh, Barca surprisingly and Madrid surprisingly as well from the preseason. They they both look really good. They look great. Um, maybe we can switch to talk quickly about the Premier League. Yes. Exactly. Friday was the first game, City versus Burnley. Once mm-hmm. we start that, since it was the inaugural game. I have a stupid question for you. Is it true that the champions play the first game of the next season? I actually didn't know that. Mm, I hadn't even thought about it until you mentioned it now. That makes sense. Could be. Could I should be. look that up because yeah, I have be. a feeling that they do. Yeah, but because <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a weird coincidence. Like, I'm right. pretty sure they planned it, yeah. And it's the first day it was only that game. Yeah. So, um, 3-0, and then last year in the FA Cup, 6-0. Poor Burnley. Yeah, so they've only scored one game, uh, one goal against City ever in history. So, it's but not... But honestly, a- they look good. They, they That's what I thought. They, they look very... Everyone, I think a lot they of people... They have potential. They have Everyone, everyone thinks, if you also read the comments, everyone thinks, I think if they keep playing this way, they will stay in the Premier League. And I think that's true. They're, they're really not bad. It's just that City is great and... They, this is the first game in the Premier League. They're getting used to everything. Honestly, not too bad. They just need to finish. They don't have a good striker mm-hmm, to finish mm-hmm. a lot of their chances. But I, I, I do think that they... For me, the highlights was that Kevin De Bruyne is now injured um, mm-hmm. on his hamstring. So he's going to be mm-hmm. out for a while. That's why City is looking to sign someone like Paqueta, which I'm not fully convinced by. But obviously, Pep and their team sees things that I clearly don't. Mm-hmm. So, But I do think the valuation of more than 85 million potentially is way too Fucking high for West Keta. Ham, man. West Ham really has... They, they've, but, the, but at the same time, City usually backs out of deals if they think that the player is worth too much and they're not willing to pay for it. I don't think he's worth that much money. I'm sorry. Like, he's, so. he's, he's, he's okay. He's not, he's, he's a good player, but I wouldn't pay. I don't think he's a player that City really needs right now. You're not going to pay 85 million just to have a, a second option for uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. He's not going to be, know. I don't know if he's going to be a second option. I do think the, in the midfield, it is a bit, still a bit weak. Like Kovacic, I think, is going to be a good addition. But at the same time, he's not someone who's used to starting a lot either because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at Chelsea he didn't even start that but many he's games he's gonna right? get used to it honestly I'm not worried about um about City I think they're still gonna gonna be great I'm I'm hoping to see more Avaris uh, uh in the pitch 
I think he could do a really good job. But what you say about what you said about Holland is so true, right? Because Holland just his goals were good, like his finishes were not easy for sure. Mm-hmm. But he relies so heavily on like Rodri and KDB yeah, yeah, and Alvarez yeah, to course. give him those perfect course, assists. Yeah. Like in another team, he wouldn't be able to do the that's, things. That, that's why I don't think he's a uh, so far Ballon d'Or material. Because he is someone who just finishes, right? Which is a good skill to no, have. There's not is, a lot yeah. of people... Like, Chelsea were, were looking for someone like that for a long time. They couldn't find him. So, I do think that um, Man City is going to have a good season so far from what I, what I what I from what I saw. I feel bad for Zaruri, the Moroccan player at Burnley who got a red card. Well-deserved red card. I don't know why he was thinking by doing that. But overall... I think Man City looks so much better than Arsenal. So let's talk quickly about Arsenal. And I think the elephant in the room is Kai Havertz. What is Kai Havertz doing? I don't understand. Well, we all know that he's he can't play a number nine. Yeah, so, so Arteta is clearly trying something different, let's putting try, him in midfield. I mean, dude, you bought a player and you don't even know where you're going to put him. So now you're trying left and but right. But that, that's, not, that's not Arteta's problem, though. Because, because Havertz has played in a midfield role before he was put in a number yeah, nine. Yeah, but that role. was never the problem at Arsenal. Arsenal didn't... Like, I don't understand the addition. They have good midfielders. Like, Odegaard alone is amazing. Right, like I, I really and they spent all that money to put get Rice here. Yeah, I mean Rice, uh, I understand it a little bit. It's it's he they overpaid, but that's fine. He's still, I think, uh, a good player. No, he was still he must still made a difference. He's not he's not Drew Bellingham's level, but he's a good player, and he is making a difference. So this game he tried, like there were like a few uh, glimpses of magic from Declan Rice, but overall, same players that are great at Arsenal, Martinelli, fantastic player, Saka. Amazing finish. That guy is not overrated at all. That guy is underrated, if, if any. He's a fantastic player for his age. Uh, and Ketia, I think he could do more. I think he just needs a little bit of confidence. He's kind of like the same young Arsenal. The problem, again, is defense. They conceded 43 goals uh, last year. And now this year, they did not look solid defensively. Especially the Forest goal. I feel yeah. like it was like a slow, like the guy was not even that fast. It was a slow construction of the goal and everybody's watching and Partey was not in midfield. He was the right Rice back. Rice had to track that. back. Yeah. And I don't think Rice is so solid defensively. No, like he's, he's not, not such yeah, a box-to-box yeah. midfielder. I think Jude Bellingham is though. Yeah, I think that's no, where no, he... Jude Bellingham is so good. Jude Bellingham so has that edge over Rice in that he does the box-to-box and he runs so and much he runs, that he defends. Yeah, he's super fast. Jude yeah. Bellingham is really fast. And also, this um, they, they got this Timber guy who already got think, injured. Yeah, but I think he was good, but unfortunately, yeah, I don't know how long. But I feel like they needed like a stronger defender. Like Ben White, so, I'm sorry, is not yeah, good enough. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Ben White is not good enough. Their problem last year was mainly that they conceded so many goals. They would be up three or two, and then they would concede a lot, and then they would have to fight back last minute and score. So it looks like it's going to be a replay of last year. It is true that there we can we sing so many praises of their offensively because mm-hmm. there's such a joy to watch. Defensively, they're really lacking yeah, something. Yeah. Saka, I think, is going to be the top three players in Premier League for the next couple years. Mm-hmm, like if mm-hmm. he continues like this, but I'm just worried Arsenal just too dependent on him. Like if you take Saka out of the equation, it's going to be tricky. Like can you imagine like, Arsenal doing well without Saka? There? I agree. No, no. But Martinelli still does a lot. I think the problem is if I were them, I would just go and get like a really good defensive midfield. I mean, Partey is a little bit like that. I'll get really good defensive midfield like Amrabat. I don't know why I didn't get him. Or I get like a really good defender. Someone like a little bit cheap that's a little bit stronger. Okay, when you think Arsenal's defense, do you think someone really strong and crazy like Stones? 
who's gonna or like uh, what's his name Ruben Diaz who's like has these amazing tackles and he's just gonna get the That's ball true. or even like Agard a little bit when he shines like there isn't or even Van Dyke when he was yeah, amazing because when you, you can't think of these when players. you watch defenders tackle balls when they when they when they make a block or when they do these clean tackles it's really satisfying exactly it's, it's just so like Arsenal does not have these players when you watch that guy at Barcelona what's his name Araujo. Yeah. Araujo, yeah. Like you're like, oh, this Araujo guy because we have him in defense is so good. Why couldn't they get someone like that? Right. That's the problem. That's the they, problem. To me. I mean, yeah. But I do want to talk about those two goals because they were stunning. Mm-hmm, so Martinelli's mm-hmm. spinning pass around the two defenders, assist Niketia. Apparently, it's called a roulette. I thought it was there a. You it was you're, a learning, you're learning more and more. Right, about right. It's a beautiful. It was a beautiful move. I loved it. Very satisfying to watch, and it was a great. It was a great assist. Uh, and obviously, Saka's goal was stunning. Oh, I don't so think good. it was your typical winger shot. It was more of a midfield goal. But, but just still, like we're, we're getting used to it. He's honestly, he's one of the most talented, like him and Jude Bellingham, probably the most talented on the English team. Well, obviously, Kane, but Kane is alone. But I, I do think Arsenal's wingers are something else. Fantastic. Like they, they, they really Fantastic. are. City, I'm sorry, especially now losing Mahrez. Yeah, no, no. They cannot compete. No, no, no. I agree. The I wingers, agree. they are really... Like, City needs to work on Just that. Just Martinelli alone, he needs way more, way more credit and way more, like, importance in the in the, in the the Brazilian team. He's right? so good. Don't you think they talk about, oh, Grealish is improving. It's like it's like he's a kid and we're just holding his hand yeah, and encouraging yeah. him. Whereas Martinelli is, like, killing it. Exactly. And he's been killing it. Right. But then, you know... Because Nobody talks if, about if, if I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm a City fan. I shouldn't be saying... I would take Martinelli over Grealish oh, any sure. day. I, like, 100 100%. Martinelli no... is so good. It's so I, I really like him as a player. I think... Imagine a, a team like Brazil that has... Uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Vinicius Junior Martinelli. It's it's a crazy team. And that guy, Gimmeresh, in the midfield, who's really good. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Newcastle. Who, wow. Fantastic What a killing. Team. 5-1. Fantastic Great start team. to the yeah. season. Newcastle just keeps getting better. This Tonali guy, they just uh, like bought his great addition. Apparently, they bought him for 70 million euros. It's not like... It wasn't disclosed. Which the media called a steal. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't disclosed. So, I really can't wait to see them in the Champions League. People are saying it's the best Newcastle team in decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Isaac... Uh, I, I really like him. I, I used to watch him with Sociedad and he was he was kind of like Abde when he first started. He just like would run as a winger and miss a lot and just lose the ball. But now he's like a level of maturity. He got stronger. His second goal oh, was so, so sweet. So good. He scoops it up and then lifts it into the ball. I remember watching it. Sorry, lifts it into the net. No, no. And, and also like maybe that was his third goal or second goal? His second goal, but it was the third goal. Okay, and and the the second goal with that Tonali cross, so mm, good, yes. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey Barnes as well was great, really fast. The guy he, they also bought him in this recent Mercato, I think for uh, forty million, thirty eight million yeah, pounds or something sub. like that. Honestly, Aston Villa was not that bad. It's just that Newcastle were so much better. Exactly. I didn't. I didn't think Aston Villa like the scoreline reflects something a little bit different. It just seems like they just completely dominated. But Aston Villa had really good chances. They just again lacked finish again because up to oh yeah for sure for sure up they to the finish. thirty forty yeah, yards yeah. like they were good they were solid and then they just couldn't finish a lot of they had a lot of attempts right yeah yeah and even Newcastle could have scored way more they but, missed a lot but, but I'm sorry they also have Martinez and no as yeah a goalie I agree and no so they, so know? that's that's what I wanted to say as well Martinez and Pop fantastic goalies Pope. way better I said Pop Pop way better than um than Kepa and Unana and all these all these guys really Martinelli. Martinez, I'm sorry, he's he's a good goalie. 
he's he's i think they could go further aston villa aren't they like participating in some european conference league or something like I think that they're in the conf- yeah they're in some european competition anyways yeah. so really really good game great goalies at uh, even nick pope like people don't talk about him a lot i think he's important in this new newcastle team and, and they're so fast right they just always run in it's like really they really fast. really tired aston villa out oh, towards the end oh. you just felt like they couldn't keep up anymore yeah and they lost that that guy san maxima who was also mm. not bad like mm-hmm. i think he could have given more to the mm-hmm. team but it's fine they got this all these new players sonali and um, harvey newcastle Barnes. they don't they have a very different style than like an arsenal and brighton I like yeah, prefer yeah, no, to no. watch. I prefer to watch Arsenal and Brighton because aesthetically it's very pleasing. They're very yeah, fun to watch. Yeah. But Newcastle is like they have a di- different style, but it w- really works for them. Yeah, and honestly, the Saudi um, fund it, apparently I think this was a seal because if you're buying this for three hundred fifty million pounds or something, I'm pretty sure they're going to be valued at way more after this, especially wow, after participating. Yeah, I think so. Oh, especially after participating in the Champions League, and there's a whole. Like a bunch of things that go with when you participate in the Champions League, so I think it's a it's a team that's gonna shine. I think this year. I could totally see them at least quarterfinals. Yeah, well, come on, like think about all these teams. They burst Barcelona, even Madrid. They probably could win Madrid. It's very possible. There's a lot of when I think PSG, Bayern. Come on, they're they're better than PSG and Bayern. No, that's for sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about transfer news, uh, specifically the Courtois news. So poor Courtois suffered an ACL injury right before the start of the season. And now Madrid are forced to look for a new goalkeeper. Uh, apparently Courtois will not, apparently. Certainly Courtois will undergo surgery in the coming days and he will be out for, for at the least... the entire season? Yeah, so for at least six months, and also, basically the entire season. Just really quickly to add to that, it came out this morning. So Eden Militao is old, has also know, torn, yeah, his, yeah. torn his ACL and will be out the yeah, pretty much the entire season from the game against first game and uh, mm. but but the difference is Madrid apparently is not looking for another center back so well they haven't been playing Rudiger so I think maybe he could take his spot it's an unlucky um, yeah. season start of the season but Militao is not as instrumental of course, of course. as Courtois Courtois is to me the best goalkeeper in the world and he has been for at least the last couple of years so now they are looking for a bunch of options. The main ones were David David De Gea, uh, Bono and Kepa. Bono was apparently the favorite when the Courtois news came out. There was a verbal agreement between Yassine Bono and Madrid, but Sevilla kept increasing the price from the 15 million previously that they asked PSG and Bayern to, to pay, uh, to now they increased it to 20, 25, 30 million euros. And apparently even uh, PSG and Bayern could not reach an agreement with uh, Sevilla for Bono earlier this summer. So the max that Bayern was willing to pay is um, 12 million plus add-ons and things like that, which Sevilla did not want to uh, get because Sevilla also has, I think, financial problems like 80 million pounds in debt or something like that. So they desperately need some money. The, the, the most likely scenario right now is that they're getting Kepa. Right. According to Fabrizio Romano, Chelsea and Real Madrid have successfully reached an agreement uh, for uh, to loan to get a loan for Kepa. So I wanted to talk about why they don't want to get David De Gea. So for some reason, Carlo Ancelotti did not want De Gea at all. But then again, is Kepa that good? I'm sorry. Like, what did Kepa do? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't see the argument why Kepa is just that much better uh, than De Gea. So Kepa to me is is very average. First and second, he is already 28 years old. So I thought he was young, but he's not young anymore. He's a baby face. Yeah, he has a baby face. So Chelsea apparently paid 80 million euros to get him from Bilbao to replace Courtois, funnily enough. <laughs> okay. Making him the world's most expensive goalkeeper ever. I mean, 
again, I don't get he that. Underachieved a bit, let's just say. I mean, massively. No, he barely plays for the Spanish team. Only 13 appearances because they choose or they chose or keep choosing Unai Emery. And when he came to Chelsea under Lampard, he didn't fit and he wasn't great. Uh, so Chelsea Wait, signed Unai Emery. Mm, this is coach Moonlight <laughs> as a as a goalie. <laughs> so uh, uh, Kepa barely plays for the national team, the Spain the Spanish national team. He only has thirteen appearances. Uh, they always choose Unai Simon. Unai Simon's okay. He's not amazing. So also being compared to Unai Simon and not even getting the spots is also tells you a lot because Unai Simon is not this amazing goalie either he currently plays for have you noticed the theme we tend to disagree with these national coaches who have a ton of talent on their team and starts different people of course because we were like I wouldn't start this guy we're so much wiser what are you talking about (laughs) like I wouldn't start this guy why why is this guy always on the bench but anyway that's basically we should just be coaches of Brazil and Portugal and Spain or at least they should call us and ask our opinion I think it, it I think think it's fair you know even a text exactly once in a while, i wouldn't mind so when kepa came to chelsea under lampard he didn't fit wasn't great apparently was publicly criticized by lampard for fucking up in in a game and so they signed they they signed um a chelsea signed mendy from stade rené and kepa was benched so he was benched for a while then mendy i think he's the one who won the champions league with them and so i don't really understand bono has way more experience obviously and Kepa or, and um, De Gea also has more experience. Bono has two finals in the um, in the Europa League and also uh, a bunch of games in the Champions League and uh, World Cup and Afcon, all of this stuff. So apparently, they didn't want to get Bono because he was going to participate in the in the Afcon. Yeah, and that was going to be an issue. I mean. Yeah, he would have missed 12 games, apparently, if they went that far. That is an important thing, <laughs> Yeah, though. but then, then they have faith that Morocco is going to go that far in the competition, which is... No, but, but but my thing is that they're, they're trying to get someone in for a loan for a year for a short-term fix. And if you're here for a short term and you can't, you're going to miss several games, that defeats the purpose of it. I agree. I agree. But I think it's dumb of Bono. I think he doesn't have, he, he doesn't have a good agent or he's not really good. Because if I were him, I would push... Uh, fucking Sevilla and to them, I want to leave. I yeah, don't want to play anything. Yeah, you jump on an opportunity not even, like this. He's not even the first goalie because he, they always going to play the other goalie because Mendele Bar has more relationship with him than with Bono. I did think, like, for example, Summer's move to Bayern, that helped him. Of course, yeah. Like, yeah, after yeah. a year playing for Ex- them. That's what I thought. Oh, exactly. He was able to get mm-hmm, a good mm-hmm. deal and, you know. Exactly. And this is like Madrid. Not a lot of people get to play for Madrid. It's just an, an, Even if he's the second goalie to, to Courtois, that's not too bad. Right, they will get rid of Lunin because clearly they don't trust him enough, and the guy's been around for a long time. And apparently, if you compare the number of games he played versus the uh, amount of goals he conceded, it's it's really massive compared to Courtois. So, I don't know. I think plus you're already friends with Courtois. Yeah, exactly. There's no bad blood, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like you're not gonna compete with Courtois. Obviously, like he's way better. He's amazing. I don't know. I think he missed his opportunity. He missed it with Bayern as well, dude. Like, what are you doing? Just. Just come. Maybe the, maybe some of the Moroccan stuff that never pans out. It is partially, like you said, the agent's problem. Yeah. Also, maybe the players are a little bit weak. They don't advocate that strongly. I agree. Right? I agree. Like, it's not like, oh, no, 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 I want this thing. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, when City in- inquired about Paqueta, Paqueta was like, oh, well, okay, I want City. Yeah. I want to go, right? Yeah. And, and that, I do think, plays a role because... As a club, especially if you value a player and that player is important to you, you're not going to disrespect them so much mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. be like, you know what, well, like, screw you. I don't care what you want. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, it's Sevilla. Like, how much weight do they have over Bono? He did so much for them. So I, I really don't understand. This is Madrid. You cannot say to Madrid, 
and say no to Madrid. And you can't miss an opportunity to join Madrid. And I think no one would at all, unless someone is like a diehard Barcelona fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so another story that I kind of loosely followed because it was such a complicated saga that I just got bored after a while is the Casado story. Uh, so it almost like is just as complicated as Mbappe, uh, but at this point I feel kind of bad for Liverpool because all these players basically said no to Liverpool. Uh, Mount said no to Liverpool. Uh, Bellingham, Bellingham said no to Liverpool. Mm, now Casado is saying no to Liverpool. Yeah, but then. Like, this case is dumb because I won't say no to Liverpool to go to that Chelsea shit show. At least Jude makes well, sense. Well, no, no, I understand. So, but I, I mean, we don't know exactly what happened, why he's saying that. Like, it could be just like he didn't want to go back on his word. He felt bad because Chelsea was working on the deal a lot longer than Liverpool has. So Liverpool basically swooped in and tried to hijack it, right? It was in the last minute. They bid more than 100 million pounds. And then it was even they reached an agreement to sign him. But then at the... Later, it came out, Casado wanted Chelsea. That's why that deal fell through, right? And even Fabrizio Romano posted this random tweet saying, Casado follows Chelsea on Instagram, not Liverpool. So it's more likely going to go Chelsea's way. Uh, so then Chelsea, Chelsea bids again for more than £110 million for an eight-year contract. They always do that. Eight years, again, for I You know what? I have this feeling. He's going to be a huge flop. Yeah. I swear. I, it's it's honestly I don't understand all this money that goes around for all these midfielders. Like it's 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 ridiculous. Don't you have to somewhat prove yourself in many ways to be like Kane has proved himself yeah, yeah. so much. I don't much have a problem with that price. To to be to be sold for 100 million. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But ca- how much has Casado proved himself? Is it just the bidding war and the auctions that bid up someone's price? I think it must be. That's what I said. It must be the Asians. I was talking to you about that journalist, uh, the previous journalist in being sports who said it's the Asian that props up the player. Maybe. Like why would you just want to okay, he probably calls both teams and tries to get them to increase the price. That's what like a why would you pay this much money for this player, right? And, oh, he already signed with, like, he's almost going to sign with Liverpool. No, he changed his mind and Chelsea's coming in stronger. What is happening, man? Who is this player? I mean, anyway. we, we can talk all day about, you know, whether Bellingham or Rice or something. But I think Casido is the most outrageous mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, That's like, true. I really don't see how. And has he... Also, at least these other players, they've played a little bit for their national team and yeah, has so, had a record okay. as well. Oh, yeah. Can we just... Com- I, 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 you're going to tell me just because I'm Moroccan, but compared to Amrabat, Amrabat did so much for the national team. Yeah. He played so many games. He was in the final of the Conference League last year. The guy's a machine and he still hasn't found a, another club better than Fiorentina. You, you can't tell me that that player can't even find Burnley, like some random fucking club in the Premier League. Like, he can't find one. It does seem like these Moroccan players, that the deals just fall through. Like, the amount of deals that fell through with Ziyech, the amount yeah. of deals that fell through with Bono, Bono, the, the amount of deals that will fall through with Amrabat, this yeah. United thing just seems to me, like, it's very happening. vague. Oh, it's not going to oh, happen. we're going to wait for Fred. They always move. have other... Manchester yeah. United always has other priorities before they, they... It's always, like, he's on the list. He is something that Ten Hag is thinking about, but it's just doesn't seem to ever materialize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe you're right. But this Casado, yeah, he's good. He's just played for Brighton for the most part. And mm-hmm. Brighton, as good as they are, they haven't reached any finals for any... Yeah, yeah You know, exactly. wh- where are their titles? Where exactly. are their... They haven't reached... A, and that kind of tournament experience is important regardless if it's national mm-hmm, team or because mm-hmm, that yeah. gives you the experience to be able to play in those important yeah even the national team like the national team has so the pressure from the national team it's horrible it's right. worse than any pressure and having players with that experience 
That's what Bono has that. Kepa does not have that. Exactly. Right? Courtois has exactly. that. Exactly. Courtois has that massively. Like, come on, you cannot like those. Can't undermine the importance of that. Yeah, you th- that that thing you can't make up for it. Like unless you go through it, there's nothing else you could do. Well. I feel, I feel, I do feel a little bad because it seems like we're spotting a bit of a pattern here. I know. And maybe these Moroccans all have the same agents. They probably do. I don't know, man. There's just, there's, this Mercato is, has been a huge flop other than what Saudi did. If you look at the list of what Saudi signed, they're, gonna get, they're probably going to get Neymar now. Did you see that? I, re- I really hope they won't. I really yeah. hope. I really hope. Why? You want him to go to Barcelona? Mm, mm. <laughs> I mean, good for him if he wants to make some money, but dude, you've already made a lot of money. Like these people who went there, like Sam Maxima, like what money did he make compared to you? Come on. That's fair. Yeah, That's like fair. just you've, you're, you're Neymar. Just from Barcelona, you make so, so much money. So now you even want to make more. I don't understand. Let's talk about Moving the uh, Women's World Cup. Yes. Uh, almost That's the end of the World Cup, right? And I hate to say it, but I'm really happy France lost Australia. Well, so let's no, let's start with round of 16 first because we didn't well, even get can to we, cover can that. I, can I mention this first? Yes. Because this is the the whole Moroccan nation is really happy that Mor- for Australia, really really happy, and especially after that equipe de France post. I showed you that post, but oh, did did, so did other annoyed. people see that post? No, I don't think so. But okay. if I showed, like they 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 said in the post they managed to beat Morocco in both World Cups. Like, why would you post something like this, given the tense uh, current relationship? Also, like, the current relationship between countries tense and the recent colonialism. Right, right, right. For sure. And also, they didn't pick... A, like, they, for the for the men... So, they had a... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a collage. It was two pictures. One was the men's team and one was the women's team. And mm-hmm. for the women's team, I think they had... I don't remember who they picked for the women's team. Was it the Moroccan player on the French no, team? I don't it wasn't, think so. right? I don't remember. But anyway, it was just like two one French player and one Moroccan player like standing together, like saying, like, oh, it's sportsmanship, whatever. But for the men's version, it was uh, Griezmann and Hakimi. Yeah. So if they had done Mbappe and Hakimi, I think it would have softened the blow a little bit because Mbappe is not straight up white French, first of all. And he's, you know, half Cameroonian and half Algerian, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a little... And also, his friendship with Hakimi is so close. It's like, it's not like rubbing it in your face, like, I want to beat you, right? It just seemed a bit tone deaf because Definitely I couldn't imagine deaf. another country's official national team Instagram account. Post, like, yes, if you were like a troll account or like one of those like 433 no, and, and or like... No, you know, even if you were like, if you beat some amazing team, right? You beat fucking Germany or Argentina. This is uh, Morocco. Like, like something you'd be proud of. Yeah, something you'd be proud of. And this is like most of your players are of African descent and North African descent. And again, for the women's team, the levels are fucking massive. Like w- France winning by four is only like the most logical outcome. Yeah, because especially the women's. Yeah, because there's, you, you, there's you're no, basically no saying, I, oh, yes, we beat an underdog. I mean, like, how is yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what they say. Like, the men's team, I get that, right? Like, it was uh, it was a good win for them. The men's team, the Moroccan men's team is very strong. They could have won them. It's very possible because they've already won so many teams. But the women's team, it's like, you've watched the game, right? Like, there is no comparison. There's just so many things wrong on so many levels, right? It's like it's like the difference in level and that basically, it's just, that is actually poor sports, bad mm-hmm, sportsmanship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you don't rub in someone's face that you beat a low, really low ranked team, right? They exactly. were, no one expected them to go far and if you beat them, 
you were the absolute favorites. It's like it's like you beating Jamaica with all their financial troubles just to get to the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, and they're and like, yes, we beat Jamaica twice. Yeah. Well, there are teams that probably beat a team like a hundred times. Do you see them posting about it on Instagram? I know. And then and then the second thing is the fact that you know, like you said, most of these French players are of African descent, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of them Even the women. North African. Even the women, right? Yeah. For both cases. So the 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 lady who uh, missed penalty twice right she's algerian descent so essentially you have this weird thing going on where it's basically africans versus africans Literally. but then you're saying mm-hmm. oh france beat africa twice okay uh and then the third thing is what we also said is the recent history of colonialism and the current tension that just always exists from a pr perspective it was an absolute faux pas like that you should not have done that whoever was monitoring that account so should have stupid. stopped yeah. them from posting that. But if you look at the pictures alone, you wouldn't think that that's what they put in the caption. You would think that, oh, meeting good again, job, good job, like, yeah. like you guys No, 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 we beat the team. So, yeah, so let's start a round of 16 first, because I don't think we covered that when France beat Morocco 4-0 in the beginning of this week. Mm-hmm. I do have to shout out Les Omer. She has now scored 92 goals for France. The, 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 the white girl. Yes, yeah, the yeah. most of any French player, including men, right? She's... Oh, more than Giro. Yeah, ah, absolutely. Yeah. He, he has way less than 92. It's oh, just okay. 92 goals. It's crazy. France played very well as a team. And you can tell because a lot of their goals were like team goals. They had yeah, very nice long very passes. They were just a better team, right? Yeah, if you better. look at the stats, they had 15 shots, mm. five on target. And they scored four, right? Yeah. Compared and so they had 82 pass accuracy, which mm. is pretty high versus one shot from Morocco total and wasn't on target with 24% possession and 47% pass accuracy which how can you compare and then to post a post saying that you yeah, beat this team know. it's just it's just there's like wide wide difference of levels like a huge gap you can't even compare but this French team doesn't have like a, like they don't have any trophies they no, haven't but they're still a good team like no, no, most no, no. of them are from Lyon I understand, Lyon understand but that's what, I, that's, that's what they're trying to aim for right they, mm-hmm. they got this Benar in to like try to get them a trophy finally mm-hmm. because they've they actually don't even have a huge like a great record at the World Cup because I think the best they did was the semi-final yeah. and they don't consistently get to the semi-final at all by any means they mm-hmm. usually bow out quarterfinals round of 16 that kind of stuff they have never won the Euros either. So, you know, like, I think they're trying really hard to, to get there. For I guess their consolation prize as, is to beat Morocco. So good for you. Uh, anyway, U.S. loses to Sweden on penalties. Hey, yeah. Got to shout out the Swedish goalie, Musovic. A lot of drama surrounding that as well because of the controversial, you know, Megan Rapinoe reaction to her yeah. missed penalty. Yeah. Things like that, and then we'll, it, we'll talk about yeah, we'll that. talk about that. And then England also beat Nigeria on penalties. Mm-hmm. Sad, uh, sad. And two things: the the thing that I took away from this game was Nigeria was a very strong team, mm, very and good. England they're were lucky. Good. And also, this Michelle Alozi, who's a, on the Nigerian team, who you know we saw like she she basically played for Yale. She was actually born yeah. in the U.S. and she yeah. chose to play for Nigeria. She was the one that Lauren James stomped on. Uh, <laughs> and so, she's so funny though. She's like. <laughs> look at look what's happening, man! Look what's happening. And she got a two-match ban. So, but if if England re- this is the thing, if England reached the finals, she, she could, could still play. play. Anyway, um, and but Alazi, honestly, what a great sport! Like she had great sportsmanship. Yeah, Talk yeah. about she, great she, sportsmanship. She didn't get up and try to beat be, be her. She or try laughed to about her. it, and then on Twitter, and she posted it. No? Yeah, no, on Twitter, she was like, you know, people need to stop the hate. God bless Lauren James. Like, she's oh just God, trying she's to... So and then Lauren she's James, so... like, responded apologizing. Honestly, I don't think her apology was that sincere. Now we can use move to the quarterfinals. So, I guess, 
you know Australia beef France. Australia beef France. So that that's like what Fox called nail biting penalty shootout. It was 76. a scintillating penalty. I couldn't watch it live. Had to watch <laughs> the replays. Um, interesting thing, which what I noticed is that they subbed the goalie Solaire Dubois. Yeah, yeah. She gets subbed in just for the penalty. She's tiny. Yeah. She's only one. She was good though. One point seventy one meters. That's yeah. tiny. She looked. Yeah. If you compare her to the goal, like she looked like some. It's like, mm-hmm. is this a joke? Is she actually a goalie? But she did great. She did great. Yeah. But the the, the thing that was funny is this. Um, Kenza Dali missed the penalty twice. So after because she had to retake yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the penalties mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because um, because like the goalie the was goalie out, left the yeah line. was outside of the net. And it was interesting. I think this goalie, they played together at some point. And oh. so she was like kind of mind games. She was saying, okay, should I, where should I shoot it? This way or this, this way? way? Yeah. And then she missed it again. I felt really bad for her though when she missed it. Because she shot it towards the same side. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but that is a mind game, right? To, to be able to, to, especially that's why you don't have a player take more than one penalty usually mm. in a game, right? But th- there you don't unlike have a choice. Your, unlike your Mbappe, you know. That's true. And there, but, there, but there you don't have a choice. Uh, England beats... Uh, Colombia 2-1 sadly Japan lost to Sweden uh, 1-2 and Spain beat Netherlands 2-1 so apparently it's all 1-2-2-1 mm-hmm. so it will be a first time winner this year in the Women's World Cup um, Spain versus Sweden England versus Australia I think if England manages to beat Australia that has a home advantage I think they could lift the cup they just need to beat Australia because that's going to be a little bit apparently tough. it's a bit of a rivalry though between uh, UK, uh, England and Australia. Oh, really? Okay. So, you know, we'll see. Nobody cares. But, but I mean, I sure. do I, I do think Australia are favorites, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They, yeah. They, have a, they have a really strong team. Now, Lauren James is out. They really missed something offensively. Defensively was the highlight for England in that game. They, they're Columbia. really good defensively, yeah. Like, really I, good. And, and actually, it was the opposite before. People were saying, well, they're strong. They seem, they seem strong, like, offensively, but people were worried about Wigman's, you know, tactics at the, mm-hmm, in the back. Mm-hmm. But in this, especially in this game... Yeah, I actually thought they were pretty weak offensively and in the midfield. But they were because even the goals they scored, they were like kind of mistakes from the Colombian team. They were like, oh, the Colombian team defense didn't have great coverage. Yeah, it wasn't players. a good link up mm-hmm. towards the offensive finish, right? So this is well, it's unfortunately there's no more quote unquote underdogs. It's a European yeah, plus Australia quarterfinal uh, semifinal. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. But I do think, but whoever goes to the final, whether England or Australia, I don't. Sweden, neither Sweden nor Spain is going to be easy to beat. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, anyways, I, I don't mind any of these teams winning. They all like they're all great teams. As long as because they're all first time winners, right? Exactly, all first time winners. Also, there is no France, uh, so that's <laughs> that's a good thing. We would. We are going to get demonetized. Not that anyone pays us any money, <laughs> but no <laughs> no French company is ever going to want to sponsor us. <laughs> Waiting for you know Chanel to call me up, but you know I guess it's <laughs> not. not, it's, not, it's, not it's not happening yeah. anymore. For you, uh, another uh, interesting tidbit is that the data shows that 1.22 million fans attended the 48 games played so far. Apparently, it's a 29% increase compared to four years ago in France. So that's a really good progress. Let's talk about equal pay in World Cup. So the U.S. team got... Ooh, touchy subject. I, very touchy. The U.S. team got knocked out from the round of 16. And I think the overall team is receiving a lot of negative criticism, especially for not singing the national anthem. I didn't follow this uh, clearly. Like, they didn't sing the national anthem, which... Out no other out of protest okay fine so when asked after the game about her favorite memory of international soccer after the world cup so um, uh, after the world cup megan rapino that's how we say it, rapino uh, said equal pay so and i think it's her last world cup so i just wanted to talk a little bit about this um, 
like notion of equal pay in national competitions and in national like world, worldwide competitions because it's a little bit different than clubs right so uh, the the thing is that the world cup pool is determined by the fifa with respect to how much attention the competition will generate uh, and broadcasting deals they have and so on and so forth so at the end of the day unfortunately it's just entertainment so the more entertaining, the more uh, people watch this specific World Cup, the more money there is. So let's just compare the pool of money the World Cup has, uh, men versus uh, women. So in 2006, the men had $236 million uh, to split across all teams versus women, 5.8. The women, obviously, it was in 2007. But now, in the most recent year, 2022 in Qatar, it was $440 million dollars for men versus this year in australia and new zealand is 110 million so you can just see the, the massive gap between men and and women so the, the men the men pool only increased by 86 percent versus the women increased by almost 2000 percent which is very good progress that these uh players in the women in the u.s team like don't talk about which is very sad because the progress is massive if you look at historically how it went it went from 5.8 to 10 to 15 and now it's 110 i know they're starting from a really low number but it still shows a lot of uh, a lot of progress but don't you see the pro this, this is the problem of how a lot of progress is framed by yeah. the media yeah. because if you think about it first of all maybe they just don't want to look at the statistics side or the math side of things, right? Because if you think but about... That's what people get in the bank account. Right. But if you look at any kind of progress, whether that's in uh, by gender, by race, by sex, by or, uh, sexual orientation, by all that kind of stuff, people want to look at outcomes in terms of we just want to achieve equal equality of outcome, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But nothing is ever measured in progress because whatever progress you make is never enough and it's never good enough until you get to equality of outcome. And even if you ever achieve equality of outcome, I bet they will still say it's not enough because we need to compensate for all the years of repression and yeah. inequality that we need more, right? Mm. And so this just mirrors a lot of the cultural stuff that we see yeah. you know in, in that big right because it's, it's mm -hmm. never like we have been making so much like as a woman i feel like we've made so much progress yes there's still certain things there's a pay gap or there's certain things that there's still it's still not the same but i'm so impressed and happy about the feminist movement and what it's been able mm -hmm. to achieve in the last hundred years or so it's actually incredible it's just, it's just not fair or like it doesn't make sense let's call it this way if the, the the men's World Cup is making 10 times, I'm just saying a random, I'm not sure if it is, 10 times what the what the Women's World Cup is making in terms of revenues, but we'll pay them the same. It's, right, right, it's just, exactly. I'm sorry. Like it, and, and similarly, if the Women's World Cup is making more money, I wouldn't want them to get paid the same as men because this, it's just basically, sadly, depending on how much broadcasting revenues and all this stuff But but, but But you see, that's the problem, right? Because for them to protest against this arbitrary idea of a country or whatever the nation is doing mm -hmm. it's so much easier to protest against that on tv not sing the national anthem and then to actually tackle the fundamental problem as to why people are not watching yeah football. because at the end of the day is you need instead of complaining about pay you need to get people to watch right exactly. as simple as that get people to watch your the, the world cup get people to care about it. i i work nobody cares Let's how do you honest. get more girls to play football yeah how do you get more girls that's, to be that's the point in yeah. general there's a gender divide in terms of more men are interested in sports than women period mm -hmm. right so just based on that you're going to get more men watching like more people watching the the men's world cup mm -hmm. versus the women because if let's say 
they were equally interested in sports, all the women would be like, yeah, I want to support women. I'm going to go watch the Women's World Cup and like all that stuff. But that's just not the case. Most women are not that interested in sports. Yeah, no, I agree. So I like agree. How, how do you get pe- more people? That's a hard problem. And they don't know how to tackle that. Yeah. So it's easier to just to get attention and Instagram followers and likes and but all that they, stuff. But that's they're already getting more because in the US, you know, like everyone. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They, everyone they're, they're, has like when they start like young, they all go to like but, soccer matches. But they started like. with a really good idea which is to do well if you do well and win trophies that will attract people to watch you okay so and they're missing the massive points which i wanted to mention as well is that people follow them because they win right i've been following the moroccan men's uh team for years and years and everyone has been in, in, in my country and they haven't done anything like they barely had a, they they never had a trophy almost never until like most recently for the under twenty three, and they never had a big achievement such as the semi final one. So, but we still like follow them each time because we loved football so much. Because and I think if 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 women start playing really well, which is the case, because now they're way more entertaining than they were before because there's more progress. People will like that and follow. I think we should we really need to focus on getting everyone to watch. I'm pretty sure nobody watches the actual like leagues nobody watched the, the the english super league most people don't right but a lot of people watch the premier league so we need to get people to watch more if you watch more there is going to be money so the, the 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 interesting that the fifa did i rarely say that fifa is doing a good job is that they came up with a new distribution model for the women's world cup so they will deposit uh, fifa will deposit the money directly in the player's account mm-hmm. which is very good this is not. This doesn't happen with the men's World Cup. So, 49 million of the record 110 million of the women's World Cup price would go directly to individual players, right? So, so how was it done before? Like, do they just give it to the team and the team? They give it to the national exactly okay. to the national federation, and then they will take care of the distribution. Uh, FIFA president Infantino said, and I quote: "Under this unprecedented new distribution model, each individual player at the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 can now fully rely." on remuneration for their efforts as they progress through the tournament. The captain that ultimately lifts the iconic uh, uh, FIFA Women's World Cup trophy on August 28th in Sydney will receive $270,000, as will each of uh, of her 22 teammates. So you would need to have 23 players at least to receive that. For, for, for men, FIFA allows each team to divide what share, mm-hmm. uh, like the they can decide whatever they want to do, which is... Which for women, that's really good because you want, like, I don't know if the head of the division is fucking sexist or wants to keep all the money and it's all governed by men. Who the fuck oh, knows? Oh, so, wait, I don't, I don't so, understand though. But that, that's just for men. It's not like they're taking care of men and women, the, mm, feder- the, the football. They are. Federation. They are. Yeah. And, so, and not all in all countries. But what my point is, it could be a man who's, who's the head of the women's federation. What, what do you think? Should, should there be a different president for men's FIFA and women's FIFA? I don't know. Because if I look at the Morocco example thanks to him thanks to the guy uh, the the head of the federation there were there, there was significant progress in boats so ultimately i do think it should be entered under the same one right because if you're yeah i mean you, you could also make the argument that you would take more money and try to invest it in the men's just because it just it just depends on the mandate right clearly clearly the the moroccan federation there was a mandate from the king to yeah, emphasize yeah. women's football right mm-hmm. but if there was if there wasn't we don't know how it would have panned out I agree. I, I agree. I, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's tricky, but what, what the FIFA is doing right now is 
extremely it's really good because they're taking the bank accounts from the players and telling them i'm going to deposit two hundred seventy thousand dollars in your bank account, which is great so because we're talking about this i just wanted to compare a little bit of stats between men and women not that i like comparison but i think it's just worth uh, looking at this when we talk about equal pay so we already talked about the pool 440 versus 110 million so what does the winning team actually win in the world cup like the amount of money if for the men argentina won 42 million so then they divide however they want to divide it. For women, however, it's 4.2 million that the federation gets plus the 270,000 per player. So overall, it's like 10%, 10, um, sorry, 10 million, 10.5 million. So as a proportion of the overall pool, the, the women is higher. The, the winning team gets more money. So it's, I think, not, not, by, not by a lot. Yeah, it's like, still around 10%. Yeah, it's still around 10%, but it's slightly, slightly higher. If you're in the group stage for, for men, you get 9 million, the team. But for women, you get $30,000 per player plus $1.56 million for the federation. $30,000 per player for just coming. Imagine Jamaican players getting $30,000. This, this percentage is still around the same, though. So we've talked about how much each player gets. So from $30,000 to $270,000, I don't know what men get. And I don't think they care that much. Messi gets 98%. Yeah, like I think Messi doesn't want to get anything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of those players in the Men's World Cup, including the Moroccan players, don't even care about how much money they get because they're already getting so much money. Fucking De Gea, if he comes to play, he's, he's getting paid $25 million a year. Why does he care how much? Uh, or Kane, who's getting from Bayern £400,000 a, a week or something like that. So, give it to charity to yeah. the younger players. So how much are you going to give him? Four hundred. That, that's I, what the Moroccan players did. They give it to charity. They should be making more money from the... The, their their teams than from the national team right like yeah, because that, be that yeah because the, the whole goal of a national team is not for money you're doing it because you want to defend your country if you, you think about it, it if i were a, a u.s soccer player what i would want is that i don't really care how much i'm personally getting paid because i want that i want that money is to go into the football federation to develop the sport for women in general exactly yeah and that's what they should do right, yeah, yeah right but 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 in, in our case it doesn't work because a lot of those people don't make money to begin with so 30k for like some jamaican player is going to make a, a massive difference no no i agree but i don't think Nowadays. i'm saying also like this is why specifically i started with as an american yeah because yeah. because the u.s players yes maybe they there's definitely not they, they, pay they, they're criticizing there's no parody Rapino there. for how much money she made from subway but she does have her net worth is pretty oh, she's a multi-millionaire yeah exactly she doesn't subway need if anything whatever she wins for the national team doesn't need to go directly in her pocket per se right like she mm -hmm, could she mm -hmm. could take that money and try to grow like give it to the federation or find ways to be able to you know grow the 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 national team for for women and girls but maybe she doesn't think that that's more of a noble cause yeah i just think that they're not criticizing what should be criticized Missed because yeah like what, what what should you be working on right and also this, I feel like it's more of a cry for attention than actually trying to change things. Welcome to America. Yeah, so let's just also carry on with the comparison. Broadcasting revenues for men uh, from FIFA World Cup is almost 3 billion versus 300 million. Oh, it's like a massive, massive gap. But obviously, times. obviously it's changing, right? Stadium attendance in Qatar was 3.4 million. And now so far, uh -huh. yeah, and now so far it's already 1.7 million in the, in the women's in Australia, which is amazing, right? Worldwide viewership, 5 billion for men. And so far it's expected to be 2 billion for women. So oh, we're also going to, uh, towards the, the, the right track. So final viewership of just the final, it was 1.5 billion in Qatar. We don't know yet in, in mm. uh, the women's, but it's going to be great. I feel like they should be talking more and more about these. Like even with all the fucking time zone issues, 
more and more people are still watching it. Like in Morocco, I've seen it firsthand. Nobody, three years ago when I was in high school, I never heard of the women's uh, for, like soccer. I've never heard of women, the women national team ever. And now suddenly they do, they, we organize the, the, the AFCON, they go to the final of the AFCON, and in the final of the AFCON, there were so many, the, so many people in the stadium, so many. And then suddenly everyone's watching now. You know what I also think is a good thing is that there are certain players now, like I see it with the England team, I see it with the Moroccan team, uh, I see it with a few, maybe a few French players, but it's England and Morocco as I follow them the most, mm. that the men's team are really supporting yeah, for the sure. women's yeah. team. Because I, I, think that, I think that matters. Yeah, because yeah. if you have, especially high-profile men, men play, like male players who are very famous and have a huge following, mm-hmm. and they're really promoting and supporting and advertising the women's team and the, women, the female players, mm-hmm. that's a really good thing. Because yeah, then, then you that's get true. more people interested in the people who normally wouldn't watch the women's team. Like, oh, why are they keep talking about the yeah. Women's World Cup, right? Yeah, like, yeah, why no, are they keep talking true. about... That's true. And like everyone... Okay, so a lot of uh, racist uh, people... Was, not racist, I'm sorry. A lot of like people who had like a few um, sexist comments about the French team... Some Moroccans, they were like, oh my God, these these uh, French team, they're not women, they're men. What, why are they so good? And they were like, oh, I'm, I'm not joking. A lot of them were saying that. Because like, I think now people, when they watch the uh, women... No, no, yeah, they see like good performance, right? Like you can tell if they're playing nice football or they're not playing nice football. So if you play nice football, people would going to watch you, even if you don't have titles. So I think we should be fighting for more uh, viewership, more people like following... Uh, like all the women's world cup and I, and I did at least i did like throughout this period i think i've watched more women's world cup than i did in 2019 and i know a little sure. bit more about it right like we didn't know anything yeah like no, no, now we know i learned what, a lot about women's football throughout this world cup yeah and, and people now just the, the the sheer fact that people remember the players names that's already oh, no, like that's, a, that's incredible that's already incredible right like now people know the moroccan players names oh this jaidi scored this goal blah blah blah, blah, the, blah. The, the other thing though i do i would expect and i would hope that these major platforms like a few players are do a few men's players are doing it but i would hope that these major platforms would also just promote and support and tweet and and write and post yeah, about the women's world cup that's more important. because yeah. yeah you are espn fc you're not men's espn yeah, fc it's are a, you it's right? I, I, we really noticed this yeah nobody yeah. cares like, they really don't care. You are four three three. You're not. But then, but then again, they don't even care about anything that's non-European, non-American. But this is the World Cup. Yeah, it's it's a problem. It's, it's not. They there's they have like two minute segments on some on some on one game or not even. And the game is like massive. There's like a lot of upsets, but they don't care that much. Versus or, in the or, women's or World they Cup. just slightly talk about their own national team, wherever you're coming from, whether that's like in Europe or you know in in the U.S. or whatever, and then they move on. So I, I do think that there's because there is stuff that was interesting that that crazy penalty shootout with France. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that 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 and Australia. That's that's something that I would be tweeting about. Like if you were, imagine that happens with the men's team, mm-hmm. you would be tweeting about it in the men's World Cup. Like how could is everywhere, right? It's just the imbalance there. Um, maybe we need more women or more people or follow, fact- following the. Yeah. Women's stuff who are working for these that's uh, true. publications. That's true, and the fact that now, like the referees, they're like they share the decision with everyone, mm. which is also major. Nobody talked about it. I don't know. I just feel like the the coverage is still a problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one last thing that I want to talk about is the Arab Cup. Okay, so Al Nasser wins the first ever uh, Arab Club Championship against Al Hilal after they were down one zero. And then Ronaldo, the savior, scored twice, the second goal in extra time. 
Oh my God, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's posting about how Ronaldo's amazing. It's his first trophy with uh, Al Nasser. It's Al Nasser's Wasn't first... Wasn't he all upset that he didn't win player of the I know, tournament I know. or something? He's so petty. He's so fucking petty. Uh, so this is his first trophy with Al Nasser. And it's also it's Al Nasser's first ever Arab Club uh, Champions uh, Cup. Um, the, the tournament is basically played by top Arab clubs in the region, included the uh, teams from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, uh, UAE, Iraq, Morocco, okay. Tunisia, and Algeria. Um, so nobody cares about this cup. So let, let's 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 talk about this in why actual, is it more of a glorified friendly? Yeah, it's just a glorifiedly has the the name of some some king that I don't even know. And Raja, my team won it last year, and nobody cared. Raja was the only African. If Raja team. can win it, yeah, then. literally, literally. So let's Raja can win. Al Ahli fucking refused to uh, participate. The Egyptian Al Ahli, the real strong Al Ahli, not oh. the Saudi one that uh, just got promoted. The Egyptian Al Ahli even refused to participate because they couldn't fit the fixture into their busy schedule. So like we're not even gonna participate in your shitty league because we don't think it's important. So I don't understand why all of these fucking meet. That's what you said. Like they won't cover or they won't post that much about the women's f- uh, World Cup, but they will post about this fucking random uh, cup that because Ronaldo, of Ronaldo yeah. yeah, the Ronaldo one. I really don't care, literally. And I, I just wanted to maybe like other people in the Western world don't really watch this, but we watched it back in Morocco and back in Africa, and nobody cares about this guy. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is working. They they have more people paying attention. This is what Saudi Arabia wants, right? Yeah, I guess it's you're right. It's working for them, but they're not paying attention constantly, so they won't follow all the teams. We hoped you enjoyed today's episode. It was, we went on a little bit of a rant about certain things. Uh, but anyway, um, we hoped you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening from. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.